Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week we head to Eggman's Amusement Park, which ends up being less than amusing and more of a chore as we finally visit the world of Sonic Colors. After that, we begin the SNES revival with a little-known game called Jelly Boy, which seems to be almost a proto-Sonic Colors. We can't escape it. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. so hot outside, even at night. Yes, uh, that seems to be <laughs> kind of something sort of not used to, used to at this point. It's very hot. I, I couldn't believe that it's like September, and I looked at my phone to check the weather yesterday, and it was 107, and I was like, why is it so hot? Shouldn't it be getting cooler a bit by now? Uh, yeah, it should be. be getting cooler a bit. It'll, it'll just happen randomly. I guarantee you that one day you're just going to wake up and it's going to be like, 60 or 50 oh so hear me out in the past couple of days well not it, it was over the weekend i believe and then on monday i decided to go running and i waited until it was a little cooler but it was just so hot and i was just sweating out like five seconds after i started running it's just been so hot lately so i was thinking what do we like to eat or drink when it's hot because right next to me on this very podcast recording, I have a Mountain Dew float, which is my favorite drink from Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> oh, a Mountain Dew float. Uh, I guess my go-to cool drink would be just an old-fashioned Coca-Cola, and then I like that like too. A side of water. It's just like kind of have both of them on the side because I don't know what it is, but I think Pepsi, like they're similar, but there is a difference in taste i don't know some people think that pepsi and coke are the same there is a difference but i prefer coke a little bit more this reminds me of something i don't think we've talked about on here yet the zero sugar meta because i've been trying the new coke zero uh, sugar the pepsi wild cherry zero sugar and the dr pepper cherry zero sugar and the dr pepper cream soda zero sugar and all of those are really good i feel like they've just perfected the zero sugar to just taste like the actual regular soda with sugar in it now there's like almost no discernible difference to me anymore (laughs) oh talk talk about this is how i also find this drink so refreshing is tell me i'm not wrong is sprite right but it's yeah i could go for sprite every now and then it's grape sprite i like the vanilla but i also like the grape (laughs) grape sprite is probably the best sprite they've ever made i don't even like grape is my least favorite flavor of anything you give me grape of of candy i'm throwing it out Uh, an ice cream i'm throwing it out give me a, a starburst a jelly bean of it it's out i do not like grape so for me to tell you that grape sprite is one of the best flavors ever made you gotta look at that and be well must be pretty good See, I like grape flavor, and I recently tried a new sparkling water that is grape flavor, and it's so good. It tastes like you're eating a grape pop <laughs> while you're while you're drinking it. I'm like, it's so good. How do they do this with the water that has like literally nothing but carbonation in it? I don't know. It's just there's it's it's been so hot now. I just have a side of water. I'm just gonna be drinking that. But I don't know. Your Mountain Dew sounds pretty delicious over there. Yeah, I also wish I had an iced coffee but I'm probably just going to have to drink regular coffee after we record the podcast. (laughs) And let me tell you how this all relates to video games. You remember Oddworld Soulstorm, right? Yeah, Yeah, they're kind of released. They're making a a drink for uh, for the, the, uh, I think they're called the Madokans. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So all this talk about sodas and stuff, it does tie back to video games because you're listening to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. The weekly podcast gaming adventure where we're a little light on news this week but we we started the snes revival this week and we've got quite the game to talk about before that uh, <laughs> as usual i am your host daniel and i'm here with my good friend and co-host robert robert how have you been this week uh normal about the same nothing's really changed but 
I will. I usually ask how you've been, but I think out of all days today, I should not be asking how you've been because I already know your answer. <laughs> it is, I am tired, and you know, you just want to just chill. But you know, podcast has to be made. But I, think I know we got a show to do. We got a mission here. This is the latest I think we've ever recorded a podcast. Pod- podcasts are fun to do. They're chill. Yeah. Which is why we're here and we're going to start with a little bit of news. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, by the time it's out, there will have been a PlayStation showcase. I myself have not seen it. Uh, Robert has seen it. But we won't have reactions uh, on that until next week. But I've been told that it's great. Oh, it's one of the best and in a while, including out of all Nintendo and Sony showcase oh. and all their like anything in in that world of just being like announcements, it's just one of the best ones in a long time. I don't know if any announcement will top Metroid Dread at Nintendo's E3 this year for me personally, but the overall show. If you're saying it's better than Nintendo's E3 show, Ooh, then I'm gonna so have to good. give it a watch. It's so good. <laughs> oh, now I'm like antsy now <laughs> it's so it's i'm gonna watch it after i after i uh finish working on the podcast episode but for the time being we do have just a few news stories that that came out in the in the past week mm-hmm. now we know horizon forbidden west got delayed till next year mm-hmm. and the original plan was this was of course going to be a cross-gen game ps4 ps5 and the original plan was for uh, a free upgrade as far as i can remember <sighs> I don't remember. See, because Horizon Forbidden West, I really don't remember. Because uh, being completely honest, I'm not that. I never. I didn't play the first one. I think I played. What are we? I have played it, but I've only really played it like to the beginning, and it didn't really interest me. The story and plot wise it didn't really interest me. So anything Horizon Forbidden West, if you tell me anything about it, I'm just not gonna know anything <laughs> about it. I'm be like, yeah, sure. Well, uh, that that's the thing. With the first one, uh-huh. I'm giving it another go. I didn't make like a bunch of progress the last time I tried it, but I've been giving it another go with the PS5's um, 60 frames update for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't had much time to play because of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've not gotten far. I've, I played for 10 minutes here and there. But yeah. um, I should be able to get into that soon. But originally, Horizon Forbidden West had a, a free upgrade plan. So Sony put out the whole pre-order thing where they're like, you can pre-order today, there's a collector's edition, all that, and no sign of a PS4 to PS5 upgrade unless you bought, like, the deluxe version or something. Mm-hmm. And the deluxe version was, like, 80 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, And so people got mad about it. And with that, Sony backtracked. And now Horizon Forbidden West will have an upgrade path, a free upgrade from PS4 to PS5. And they also said that, much like Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, the God of War PS5 uh, and Gran Turismo 7 will have $10 upgrade paths, but Horizons will be free. This is good because this is still early in the gen. And having to buy a deluxe edition just to get the upgrade... Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, a few games have done. I think NBA 2K might have done it. I'm not too sure. But this free upgrade path that they that they are sticking with is is solid. And I think backtracking was the right way to go about this to avoid, you know, fan backlash. I, I, I agree to at, at some point. I agree that, example, when 2K did it, it makes no sense why 2K would do that. If It was at the start of the gen. It's the start of the generation. So every other game, like, you know, Borderlands, it was a free upgrade. Uh, there's, like you know, a couple others that really did it. Miles Morales. Miles Morales did it. Spider-Man, you had to technically order the deluxe, like, Spider-Man edition. I guess it's one of, the, one yeah. of those ones, but it's deluxe. So it's, it's, it's Spider-Man and 2K were kind of at fault of, like, what's the point of paying for the deluxe edition just to get the upgrade when it's very early on i mean if you're one of the early adopters of the console you need to kind of have maybe some like backbone support like i have a decent amount of these ps4 games but you know what's the point of of, you know running them on my ps5 if they're going to cost me whatever how much they're willing to charge for or whoever it is but i agree in the sense of at some point they should stop giving out free ps5 upgrades really because 
if it's like early on like how it is right now that i makes perfect sense why you would have it because you want to give people that sort of mentality of eventually when you switch over the game you've already paid for has the upgrade but like i said at some point when they stop making games for the ps4 i feel like a little bit earlier they should stop doing the whole like transfer of ps4 ps5 upgrades or whatever because you i don't know it's just one of those things where i i can see the argument that it is like oh you're just rebuying the same game just with a patch update but i could also see the the thing where it's maybe it is a little bit different they did add a bit more to it so there's so much time and effort put into the you know the remake or the update that development teams aren't really you know getting that well i don't know it's one of those things where at some point i can see it just being completely cut off where they're not gonna i I can understand if if they're adding things like ghost of tsushima did with the dual sense features which i had to turn off because we know what happened to my um dual shock with oh it broke but but regardless of that um the haptic rumble and everything just whatever they add as long as it's worth the ten dollars i don't think the upgrade Mm -hmm. should ever go past ten dollars but i'm also on the side that the upgrade should always be free just like when i bought fire team elite you get the ps4 and the ps5 version i believe monkey ball is going to be the same way um i'm just not into the idea of having to pay for the upgrade but it's sony's uh it's sony's console and they're Mm -hmm. going to do this with their first party games um after horizon forbidden west whether you like it or not is basically what what i'm getting from this i i I guess i honestly i see it at that point now where if it is a a cross-gen game i guess what's the point of trying to charge for the extra whatever they're going to charge for which max should be ten dollars but it's like i can now i do see the argument of like well yeah you you just paid for the same game what's the point of you know charging 10 bucks for an upgrade might as well just play it the way it is because it is a difference but not that much of a difference i i can't see yeah, the argument i think of... that's why they have the choice there you can yeah. play ghost of tsushima director's cut ps4 edition on the ps5 and it'll still run at a smooth 60 you just won't have that added dual sense feature okay yeah i, I get yeah i see it now it's one of those things where what what is the point of paying if it's purposely a cross-gen game i guess you shouldn't really force people to choose between upgrading and just keeping it the same it's just something that is happening yeah the these paid updates it's been going on since the beginning of the gen i think Mm -hmm. like i said with nba i think you had to purchase a special edition to get both editions of it or something like that but eventually like we said last week and many weeks before there's not gonna be cross-gen anymore Mm -hmm. it's gonna last a little longer than it did with the ps3 i think but it's it's gonna go at some point yeah i i guess to the end of it if you bought a ps4 version maybe because look at it this way technically ps4 games are cheaper than ps5 games a ps5 game is what 70 and then a ps4 game is 60 but if you buy a ps5 version i think you should get the ps4 quote-unquote downgrade just because what's the point not to well when you buy digital you get both yeah it's good to have both although i don't have my godfall ps4 downgrade i don't think Quote i get my ps5 <laughs> uh, coffee anyway that's that next gen cross gen things are are a weird topic mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway only a few little tiny things we've got this week and we're gonna get right into some games uh first of all Monkey Ball, that we were talking about just a second ago, uh, for the PS5, Switch, it won't use a live system. This is amazing. I hate when a modern game uses a live system instead of a checkpoint system, so this mm-hmm. is right up my alley. Monkey Ball has always been a series that you try level after level after level. You don't want to have these game over screens. If you, it's like it's like a modern day platformer. If you mm-hmm. like a like a Super Meat Boy, even you have a checkpoint, mm-hmm. and. So bananas, how are they gonna how are they gonna work? They used to give you extra lives. Well, Sega have said that bananas will be used for some kind of content unlock in the game. What this is, I don't know. Maybe it's characters, maybe it's other stages. I know there's like some kind of classic mode stages they announced. Um, but this monkey ball game, oh, I really hope it's good because it just sounds better and better every time they bring up something about it. The Twitter for it seems to be like super hyped up for it and i i really can't wait so the big news is that today they announced three new playable characters in addition to that there are two we have not talked about on the podcast yet the first one is 
Hello Kitty. You can play as Hello Kitty in Monkey Ball. Okay. Uh, shocker, sort of not, because I think Hello Kitty is in a lot of things, but in a Monkey Ball game, that's one of the things where I can kind of see it, but also not. It's one of the last things I expected. Yeah, and also the, I, I'm forgetting the name, but it's the Eyeball Monster from Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher is an old PS1 game, and there was an anime of it that I believe was dubbed on, I'm forgetting what channel, um, when I was very young, and mm-hmm. I think the Monster Hunter games, or not Monster Hunter, Monster Rancher games are being re-released for the Switch here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, but those are those were announced over the week. Today they announced that you can play as, yes, the Dreamcast, the Saturn, and the Game Gear as playable characters in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. <laughs> okay, uh, I mean, uh, one of those things where I mean you're more excited for Monkey I've never, I don't like, I don't think I've ever played a Monkey Ball game. Well. You can come try Banana Mania because they're super fun, and I think it'll be even more fun now that they took out lives because lives in in concept nowadays, even in a Mario game, it's just like, why are they there? They shouldn't be there. Yeah, I guess that's true. Now, here's my big gripe. All right. We have all these characters and still no sign of Knuckles. What are we doing here, Sega? Oh, that is true. Uh, have they, they put? Did they put Sonic or is it Tails? Who have they put any type of Sonic character in here? Sonic and Tails. All right, Sonic and Tails, but no, the, and, knuckles. no knuckles. And and this is not the only time this episode where I'm gonna say, "Come on, Sega, what are you doing here?" Because I feel like it's, I feel like that's gonna be a theme. Oh, it's always gonna be a theme when, it's, when it comes to Sega. I mean, I just want them to re-release. Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Caps on music and to put Shadow the Hedgehog on the PS5. Really, please. I don't know. I, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is one of those games where it's just full of mysteries. I, I've I, After some like research on the versions of it, it's just shrouded in mysteries. really weird when you really look into like Sonic uh, 3 and Knuckles. Well, whenever that collection comes out next year, I cannot wait for the potential of that song being back in the game. But that's neither here nor the, or nor now. It was revealed today that there's going to be a Super Mario 64 uh, Lego kit. And it's of a question mark block. And it's got like pop-up dioramas of like classic scenes from Super Mario 64. I don't know if you've seen this yet. But like this looks like an incredible Lego set. Like it has all kinds of motion. To, I'm like it looks amazing. I, I don't know it. if you've seen it. I have not yeah, seen it. Yeah. Um, listener, if you get the chance to check this out or if you, if you follow you know lego accounts or nintendo accounts on twitter you've probably seen this uh already but it, it's just it's got like the babam battlefield on it i think i saw and like king babam and they're like miniature versions that like pop out the top of the uh, the question mark block i like the lego mario but he's very expensive and all the sets are way too much way too much uh i mean there's that wasn't gonna be any shred of doubt that that was gonna happen but I, I, I don't know, this are, seems like to be a running theme here where I have not seen it, so I have really no good opinion on how it looks like. But Yeah, you've seen the PS Showcase, and I'm feeling <laughs> out of the loop for that. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about it this time, we're going to have to wait for it until yeah, next week. We'll have a big discussion about that on next week's episode. This one's kind of just laid back because I've had <laughs> I've had quite the week. But you know what's a nice relaxing bit of news? And this goes way back to the beginning of the podcast, way back. Episode 3, I think. Moon is coming to the PlayStation 5. Moon, why does that sound so familiar? Moon. It's it's the anti-RPG. It's the one where you just walk around and you save the creatures with the power of love and you level up your love. It's a game that I told you you probably wouldn't like. And it's a game that most people probably wouldn't like, but it's so good. It's such a nice, refreshing, relaxing, and odd, quirky little game. If you don't know what Moon is, it's kind of like... You're playing as a character who is a character in an RPG, and you're not playing as the hero, but you're trying to save the world from the hero, and you do this by doing really obscure tasks. Um, You can find little records to play as you go through the game, but at the same time, it's methodical, and you have to make sure you rest, or if you run out of time, you'll die. You'll lose a whole bunch of progress. There's a lot. I I would not attempt playing Moon myself without a guide, so I didn't. But, oh, and to be honest, if I remember correctly, I had beaten it by the time we talked about it, and I 
totally got the bad ending on on pure accident oh, so okay I, now it's coming back to me yeah i get it yeah <laughs> okay it's, it's the back one where you're me. the little invisible kid with the hat and all that okay now okay now they mentioned i remember you mentioning about the bad you i was like okay i remember i remember yeah so that's cool Maybe they'll do a, a physical edition, although they had a physical edition for the Switch that I don't think has come to the U.S. yet. I, I like that game, mm. but I don't know if I could play it again. We'll see. Now, we gotta get to some news about uh, Sonic Colors, which we will be talking about in the games section this week, uh, much to my chagrin. Uh, so, apparently the Switch version of Sonic Colors launched with a lot of like graphical issues and glitches that were, you know, a bunch of flashing lights and, and colors and things going wrong and mm-hmm. screens flashing sonic disappearing all kinds of madness and i believe that i read that some of it was faked but some of it wasn't so i i guess there's not much to say on the topic except the fact that i personally am a little disappointed in sonic colors it... but this is just extra disappointment on top of it i i'm not playing on the switch i'm playing on the on the ps4 version but this oh, is yeah, just kind of um, my question is, Sonic Colors was a, was a Wii game, right? It was not... Sonic Colors was a Wii game. It was not on any other console. It was just a Wii game. DS. DS. D- oh, it's Nintendo. I, I don't think... Yeah. Uh, that's kind of... That's really weird that the, the Switch version seems to have that problem. And out of the all Switch versions. version only runs at 30 frames. That's weird. The Switch is capable yeah. of 60. That's not a very high-demanding game. I, I mean, Doom runs... Doom runs at thirty, but that's a very demanding that's a very, game. Yeah, it's a very demanding game. Even like Mario Odyssey runs at sixty, and so does Smash Bros. Uh, was it The Witcher runs at thirty? The Witcher, and 30, I feel like that's the demanding. most demanding game ever. But it yeah. could hit thirty. So how come Sonic Colors, which is, uh, which is like what two thousand seven, the Wii came out. Basically, it, I think Colors was released in twenty ten. Twenty ten. And then. But think about it, the Wii is just the GameCube with motion control. That's all it really is. The Wii was sort of, uh, it was not really trying to build a next-gen console in the graphics-wise, but in motion controls. That's what the Wii, yeah, at least the Wii that's always was. kind of been Nintendo's thing. Like, we don't really care about the graphics as much as we care about making a fun experience, and we've got good games on the Switch and everything. How can a a, con- a game, theoretically, that can run on the GameCube, the- on, you know, theoretically, because the Wii and the GameCube are very similar, not have an easy you know port to the switch and the switch i think can handle its own you know its own very well yeah 30 frames aside i don't know what all the graphical glitches like i've seen some of these and they're scary graphical glitches like it it could be problematic mm-hmm. some of these so i i just i i felt the need to bring that up as part of the news because i don't know if it's patched by now or not by the time this episode goes live on the friday um but like that's i've heard of this i I think something like this happened with cyberpunk uh and i think they might have patched that out but like yeah i I, sonic colors is leaving a really sour taste in my mouth i I think people see this i think people people like this game and we'll get to it in a couple minutes but it's like it's like a rose-colored sonic here you know like a rose-colored glasses (laughs) i think it's one of those games where either you like it or you just don't i don't think there's an in-between in this one well, listener, if you stick around for a little while longer, you'll hear me <laughs> talk about Sonic Colors because we are going to get into it this week and we, I might never bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before that, we have, you guessed it, a Nintendo Direct rumor, and it's sponsored by Robert's Game Tip of the Week. Our tip for this week is for a classic Game Boy Advance game called power rangers spd all right so robert's game tip of the week today's game tip of the week is when you're merging to another lane while driving make sure to look over your blind spot not by mirrors but by looking over your shoulder and make sure there's no vehicles in your blind spot and merge carefully i think you just solved my problem with the level of this game where i was playing as the red ranger and you had to you know drive i mean i you know, I, I guess SPD I, emergency. I mean, it's true, but I guess to help with that point, turn on your sirens. You're, you're technically the police force in this game, so that should work right. Space Patrol Delta and all space, that. Yeah, I like that. That's a good Patrol. tip. I mean, it's pretty, you know, pretty good tip for this game. I think that should really help you on the final uh, boss. You know how like when Sonic has those like uh, 
running boss fights where you have to run and like change. Oh like yeah, that. it's probably I know like all that. about those. It's probably like <laughs> oh, it's probably like that. So this probably will help you on that you know boss battle. Oh boy, I know all about those. <laughs> I digress. Our rumors for a little game called Aliens versus Predator Baseball. Coming out to the field first in the Game League Baseball Championship is the 4K Forest Furies. Now, Fred, these guys are on fire. They haven't lost a single game of their games up to this point, and it just seems like there's something supernatural about their talents. Well, Fred, I gotta say, I feel like they're absolutely killing the competition. Speaking of killing the competition, our next team are actual extraterrestrials. Coming all the way from Yatja Prime, they're here for the thrill of the game of baseball. It's the Predators. They've been on quite the streak themselves, and for a bunch of scary-looking dudes, they've shown really fantastic sportsmanship through this entire season. What do you think, Fred? Well, Frank, I gotta say, they're not my pick for this one, but my chest is just bursting with excitement at the match at hand. A new baseball adventure begins. An adventure through the eyes of two teams and many other rivals. Uh, Fred, you're looking a little pale there. Is everything okay? Hee. <laughs> Y'all thought I was out for good, did you? Now it's time for the triumphant return of Pop Alien. Furies, unleash your true forms. Well, Frank, or I mean Pop Alien, it looks like the Furies are showing their true forms. They are none other than an entire team full of xenomorphs, which does not come as any surprise. I always knew something was extraordinary about this team. It's a tale as old as time. Aliens vs. Predator Baseball. Fancy a game of regular old baseball? Well, head to MLB The Show for that because we have action and madness here. Pick a team of interstellar creatures and work your way up through the ranks of both status and league points. Use mighty pitching techniques like faking out your opponent as a xenomorph and blasting the ball at high speeds using its little mouth. But counter with the Predator's arm blades by not only deflecting the projectile, but scoring bases as you launch the ball into the nether realm. Even blast xenomorphs with a net gun to keep them from getting runs and scoring. Or... Call in the Xenomorph Swarm as you fall behind and have them attack opponents in fierce combat while you and your allies score run after run after run. Watch out for Predator Fire as Xenomorphs are extremely weak to fire, but counter with acidic spit and melt your enemies away. You'll run through so many reserve players you'll wonder how there's even a team left. Choose from a variety of stadiums and customize them from weather to time of day and even your audience types. Be they aliens, predators, or humans and use energy of the crowd to inspire morale of your players. Rage your way through two career modes or take your chances in a randomizer mode. Make custom uniforms for your own online team and use special player cards to make the team of your dreams in combiner mode where your team can have a selection of both aliens and predators as well as some of baseball's greatest legends. Look for special cameo characters like Star Platinum and specially marked packs available in the DLC store. And trade with players online. Use your team to take on the world with all your power. Which side will you choose? What fate befalls the world as we know it? There's so much to see and so much to do in this new world of baseball. From the game to the fights to the weaponry vehicles, giant boss battles and more. The world of Aliens vs Predator Baseball is set to shake and devastate the Nintendo Switch landscape when it arrives. I could get behind this. I've played MLB The Show, but what it what it was missing was Aliens vs. Predator. This look, looks amazing. Look, before before Sonic and Mario were out here, you know, battling it out, we had the Xenomorphs, and, you know, we had the Yowcher. You know, we got them. You know, there's oh, it's, it's been a while, and I think it's about time we've had a decent, friendly rival between them. Yeah, and what better way to do it than with a baseball game on the Switch? It's it's the family-friendly sport of baseball with the carnage and madness of Aliens versus Predator. It's it's marrying the two concepts in an interesting way that we've never seen before in any other game. I'm looking at, uh, okay, the rumors, uh, the one thing I just don't know is uh, Pop Alien. I, I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, I remember Pop Alien. He's a mischievous little guy. Uh, he, he has something, you know, he has something on his, you know, he has something in his... I don't know. He's something. He has something thinking in in that brain of his. I don't know. I don't trust him. Yeah, I'm wondering if Pop Alien will be critical to the story because obviously Aliens versus Predator 
baseball is going to have a plot there's a plot here mm-hmm. there's a career mode with well maybe you take a rookie player through the ranks you know like an mlb the show style um, road to the show where you have a rookie who's playing in like the minor leagues and then he goes up to the major leagues this feels like maybe some kind of evil tyranny is being orchestrated by pop alien uh, in yeah. this yeah i don't trust him at all kind of nice that they added the colonial marines even though I, they don't i think have a, a chance but i mean eh, they're there Maybe you yeah. pick the Colonial Marines team. And, of course, we've got classic baseball players from past and present as special characters you can get in the in the team maker mode where, you know, if you want... I can't think of a baseball player off the top of my head, but if you want him on your team and he's, just, he's well known, I'm sure he's... Michael Jordan, no, he he plays uh, basketball. I think it was a baseball... Or no, it was a golf. I remember he Golf? He, he plays golf. He played golf. I think he. I that's think the guy from Space Jam. <laughs> did we ever talk about how I saw Space Jam two? I don't think we did talk about Space Jam two. That's just completely off the top. I'm pretty sure Mike, Michael Jordan played baseball for a little bit. I'm pretty sure. You might be right. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, I saw Space Jam two. We'll talk about it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that was this. This kind of reminds me of that in a way because this part where it says score run after run after run reminds me of a, like the massive amounts of points they they gain in that movie and and i'll be honest it was a fun movie but we don't get to talk about fun things right now we get to talk about sonic colors <laughs> oh michael jordan did play i guarantee you that fact very is more interesting than than <laughs> a majority of sonic colors because i'm so upset i'm pretty sure this is the right guy if not then there's two people named michael jordan playing one playing <laughs> basketball one playing baseball it has to be him <laughs> Keep keep going, keep going, so I don't have to talk about Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest. You know, maybe we'll get an alien AVP basketball game. You know, oh, to you know, why couldn't like this NBA have been basketball? Jam. Like NBA Jam. Oh, oh that, that does fire. sound good. Either I'm looking way, forward to this, uh, but I want the basketball too. I really do. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe this game does well enough. We'll get an NBA Jam AVP. With Colonial Marines as well. Throw in, you know, just throw them in there. But, uh, what'd you say about Sonic Colors? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Let's get it out of the way. Rip Sonic off the Colors. Yeah. You know me. Mm-hmm. And if you, you listen to the podcast, you know me in a way. I mm-hmm. love the 3D Sonic games. I like Sonic Adventure to a point. I'm, I like I'm, Sonic Adventure 2 a lot. I'm iffy. Okay. I'm iffy on some of them. I like Sonic Heroes. It's very hard, okay. but I like it. I love Shadow the Hedgehog. Don't even. Uh-huh. I love that game. Uh-huh. Sonic and the Secret Rings. Amazing. If you think that's a bad game because of the controls, play it for 15 minutes. You'll get the controls down. I promise. It's the only Sonic game I've ever done like the Super Boss with the 7. Mi- collect- <laughs> I don't think I don't think you have to physically play a game for 15 minutes. It's just, oh, now I get it. I think you should figure out how to play the game within, like, the first 15 seconds. No, I mean, it, I figured it out fairly quickly because I was super hyped for it. So I'm like, I was looking up things. I was like, oh, you move in like this, you move it like that. <laughs> Sometimes well, look, you got to learn how to play a game. Different game. But I'm only saying this if you experience difficulty with Sonic in the Secret Rings, which, like me, you might not. But if it, if if you are at the beginning... I say give it 15 minutes, it'll click. It might even click before. I like Sonic Unleashed. Here's the thing, Sonic Unleashed. You played the Wii version. I played yes. the, the 360 you PS3 played the, version. the 360. They I are will different. say, I will say, I like Sonic Unleashed everything. I like the day levels. Yes. I like the night levels. I like the were, you know, the werewolf hog. I like everything about it. It's It yeah. has this 3D Sonic run levels, and then it has something a little different. The only thing I didn't like was like the final boss battle. That's about it. Uh, those are never good in, in Sonic games. <laughs> Except maybe Mania. Um, maybe but Mania. the bosses in Mania were pretty good anyway. But yeah, I like Sonic Unleashed. I've played the Wii version. Sonic uh, Forces? I like Sonic Forces. Uh, <laughs> Sonic Boom? Not all of Sonic Forces. I've not played Sonic Boom. <laughs> Sonic Forces is fine. Okay, don't get me wrong. Sonic Forces is fine. That se- um, seems like we're, we're forgetting one. There's there's one crucial one. Well, we're forgetting Sonic Generations, which the 3D stages in Sonic Generations are amazing too. But here's here's something interesting. Oh yeah, you know I think I know what we're forgetting. Black Knight. <sighs> I'm not huge onto that one. How how can you like Secret Rings but not like Black Knight? You get to play as Knuckles, well, don't you? 
you do, but see, Black Knight's not a, not auto-running, and you have to stop running when you swing the sword. You have to stop oh. running in the Sonic game. I, I think this idea that Sonic is a game where you, you're always running needs to really go away, because if you haven't noticed that actually majority of the time only the first level sonic runs really fast but after that it's pretty much a regular platformer with some like fast parts i get that but then you get unleashed day stages which are roller coasters those are fun yeah and kind of like sonic adventure 2 has stages like that even shadow hedgehog has stages like that now shadow has a few puzzle like stages and but like most of it is like you're running through an area in in a 3d sonic style and doing stuff so Mm -hmm. forgive me for coming to the conclusion that sonic colors was this 3d sonic game that most people seem to enjoy it's critically praised it's well liked by the fans you'll you'll have to forgive me for having to take a step back after completing that game and saying what kind of 3d sonic game was that (laughs) <laughs> so uh, oh. let me flash you back let me flash you back real quick to last friday mm-hmm. i believe it was so i paid for early access to get the digital deluxe edition uh mm-hmm. i guess it com- it, it came with some cosmetics so i could have like gold uh gloves on sonic and, and gold shoes and stuff like that that's cool mm-hmm. so what's not cool is how sonic colors had a great opening stage and it just felt pretty good and then by the fourth level, the 2D just starts to overtake it. And it's not mm-hmm. particularly inspiring 2D sections. It just reminds me of the 2D sections from Forces, which are, I think, the weakest part of that game. And the problem with colors is that most of the 3D stages have a giant 2D part in it. And there's some stages that are just 2D. And I would say that, to me, it felt like only 10% of the game was 3D Sonic and none of the mechanics worked as well as they did in Unleashed or Sonic Generations or even Shadow the Hedgehog, for that matter, had better 3D segments, I think, more inspired 3D segments. This is just like run, drift, boost, and get to the next 2D section. So that's my first gripe. The gripe that there's hardly any 3D in this 3D Sonic. So you remember Marble Zone, right? Yeah, somewhat remember it so most of this is like marble zone okay that's the worst part of the first one yeah so most of it is like marble zone you i showed you a stage where you have to stand on a switch and turn little like fire things yeah i remember this that's not the only level that's like that and it's just so nerve-wracking when all i want to do is go fast and you you read i've read for years that this is the 3d sonic game that everybody loves the 3d sonic game that could do no wrong and then I play it, and I'm like, I'm not ever hardly in 3D in this game. I'm playing a 2D platformer, and one where they have the wisps in this, they give you powers. Some will, like, uh, launch you like a laser. Some will be like a ghost that can teleport through things. Some will be a spike roll uh, that can roll up and up and down walls. Some will be a cube that changes blue rings into cubes and cubes into blue rings. Um, one will be a rocket that only shoots you straight up. The power-ups aren't even that exciting, and the way that they're set up and the way that the levels revolve around them is tedious. It's a lot of stopping and starting. It's a lot of positioning and going back and searching Mm -hmm. for secret paths. And I'm like, this does not feel, one, like a 3D Sonic, but at the same time, it doesn't even feel like a great 2D Sonic after playing Mm -hmm. something like Mania or even the classic games. And controversial opinion... But it has to be said, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 1 and Episode 2, I actually quite like those. And I like those better than the 2D sections of Sonic Colors. Man, I mean, it just seems, I think, when at least when I remember Sonic Colors first came out, I was, I was young. I was elementary school, probably still in there. I was, I was young. Uh, what, 2010? Yeah. I was... Probably it was probably ten, but uh, I remember even as a kid, pe- people liked it. I remember like kids, you know, around you know, talking about you know Sonic here and there, and you know, people liked it who owned it and played it. Growing up, 
it was one of those where, oh, yeah, Unleash, only day stages are good. And Colors is just like Unleash, but just all day stages. And that's that what uh, Colors is. And, you know, Generations is good, too. You know, I've never Generations really came out, like, the next year. And it yeah, was amazing. I've never really heard, like, any type of, like, you know, like, between it. But now, growing up, I hear a lot of people talk about, like, Oh yeah, that game is you know it's it's one or the other. Either I get an opinion that oh it's one of the best ones they've made, or it's not at all great as what people make it as to be. I think it's not that they hate it necessarily, like oh like they despise this game. It's one of those where it's not as good as that people make it out to be. Yeah. Now I think the reason I never got around to playing it when it came out for the Wii was because in '09 I got a PS3 and I was mm-hmm. really into PS3 for a while, and the Wii kind of started collecting dust. Which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because now I'm like eager to get back to it and play some Shadow of the Hedgehog, especially after Colors. I just I just have been thinking about that game. I love that game. And also Secret Rings, of course. But um, that's besides the point. Colors was always that 3D Sonic game that everybody liked. Mm-hmm. People complain about the 3D Sonics all the time. And mm-hmm. I think I remember the one you're for- that I was forgetting. 06? I-, I like the demo. I like what I've played with that. I think the problem with 06 is the load times. But again... Back to colors. I think the reason people like colors so much, call it a hunch, mm-hmm. is that it's a 3D Sonic game for 10%, and the other, like, 90% is not a 3D Sonic game. I think it doesn't do anything inherently wrong to, ex- to like, upset the fan base of Sonic. However, mm-hmm. I would consider myself to be a huge fan of the 3D Sonics, as we've gone through for mm-hmm. a couple of minutes here now, and I think that sonic colors is one of the bigger disappointments for me it's, um, it's in a long time it's so mind-boggling because personally knowing you you're the type of person that's i don't want to hate on nothing let's just find the good in everything i this is fun it's entertaining you're not that critique on anything you like as a star wars fan you like everything that they do and that's hard to do with some people like some star wars fans are very like critique and they're very just like i only like this certain type of way it's bit or this and that so it's one of those where you just like everything that's like that's that's you know you find the fun and everything but for you to sit here and be like oh i love sonic and Sonic and shadow the like you're liking all these sonic 3d games and you're just over here like sonic colors is such a disappointment i don't know it, it's just it's just one of the things where should i take it as that this is one of the one of the worst games ever made but one of the games where people just i believe overhyped it and it's not what people make it out to be Put it this way, I can see why people like it, but the reasons people probably like this one are counter to the reasons why I don't like this one. I was expecting this to feel like Unleashed, but Sonic Colors. Do do you think that, theoretically, let's put on our our tinfoil hats, theoretically... (laughs) People just play like the first level and they just never beat it after that. And all they remember is just that first part. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so. And I'm talking about as like, as if like back in the day when first like children played it. And then like growing up, like, oh, yeah, it's so good. It was so much fun. And then like now when people really go back and play or people who've never bought it, because I never bought it when I grew up. And then if I were to play now, I'd probably be like, yeah, this game's not as fun as, you know, people make it out to be. I always heard it was good. So maybe it's one of those things where it's that mentality of maybe they just only played the first level and then they only remember that part could be but i doubt it because the first level goes by in in about a minute and a half and you can beat all the levels in under two hours in this it's there's 36 and then like six bosses i think and i think there's a 37th level but um it's a really short game if you're not going for 100%, but if you're going for 100%, it turns into a puzzle platformer with these power-ups and you really have to like search out the red rings and everything. I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. What I was here for was something more akin to Secret Rings Unleashed or the 3D segments in Generations. And another thing is that I'm not a big fan of the switch from 3D to 2D mid-level, which is something that they started doing around Generations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more tolerable in that game because they're not long and dragged out like puzzle platformer sections. Uh, so there's that. Another, you know, another plus to Unleashed, I would say. Um, another thing about this game I don't like, and this is something in common with all 3D Sonic games, I think, with me. I don't like the boss fights. I don't like the boss fights in the 2D Sonics that much either, but I really don't like them in in the 3D Sonics. But in this, there's six worlds. Three of the bosses 
are just clones of the first three and that bothers me the last boss is just one of those ones where you're automatically running the whole time the mechanics of the bosses aren't great the bosses are just mostly 2d sections and what i'll give the game credit for is its theming is wildly different from anything we've ever seen in in a sonic game so it's an amusement park that eggman built it's got a tropical resort station it's got uh, a sweet mountain it's a whole mountain made out of like sweets and and like junk food and stuff there's mm. a like a samurai themed aquarium there's planet wisp which is the one everybody usually talks about uh i never knew planet wisp was just a theme park attraction because it was in generations and i always thought it was like an actual planet there okay. is a roller coaster which is not as interesting as it sounds because you know it's <laughs> it's mostly 2d platforming and not great 2D platforming in my opinion. So theming is great. Can't argue about the themes. Like it's amazing. Uh, I believe this was the first game to feature um, Roger Craig Smith as Sonic. And he does great. Roger Craig Smith is probably the best voice actor for Sonic. Although Jason Griffith, I, I did like him. And Mike mm-hmm. Pollock returns as Eggman. He's not changed, and he should never change. Mike Pollock should voice Eggman forever, in my opinion. Uh, he he. I recommend Sonic Boom if you're looking for great performances from Mike Pollock or any of the Sonic games. But those are the positives. Now hear me out. This game doesn't even have Knuckles. It just has Sonic, Tails, Eggman, Orbot, and Cubot. It doesn't have anybody else. Oh man. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's just I, I I can give the only the perspective of just what I've been hearing from your side and just like the whole that I think I I get that whole it does have a nice look to it. It has a really just a colorful. I mean the whole point is called color, so it does have a lot of colors and a lot of interesting locations from what I saw. But I think that still falls short if the game is not fun. Yeah, I think unquote. there's like three levels I can get behind fully three that's it i don't know it's it's one of those things where at least i wouldn't have been willing to try this game but not even being that much of a sonic 3d fan i probably would probably at least i would skip out on this one i can't say i would recommend it for a fan of 3d sonic games on the level that i am if it's you're weird. into a puzzle platformer with some 3D Sonic mechanics sprinkled in, go for it. It's serviceable. Mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of left sad. And I hope whatever it's... that new Sonic game they have coming out is a true-to-form 3D Sonic. And that's my piece on Sonic Colors. It's a, it's the take on... Like I said, it's one of those where you're divided. You're on team. It's not as good as what people make it out to be. I'm on team. What the heck... I'm on team. Up? I'm on team. Why have I been misled for this was eleven the good years? One. This, <laughs> this was, was the good, good one. one, and I think the other ones are good. So this had to be the great one. <sighs> That's true. I'm saying, like, like I said, you find the like just anything good in anything, regardless of what it is. If it's your favorite, like I said, anything. Even people say it's the worst thing ever. You'll find something good out of it. So this was like, oh, it's fun. Like you find anything. Yeah, there's you know, there's good to good be had in, in Sonic Colors. It's just there's not a lot but, of it for me personally. Yeah. The the, the, the the negatives outweigh whatever the good you can find out of it. Maybe I'll come around on it. I Maybe. tried getting some red rings in the first world, and I've already had to re- resort to a guide because this isn't how I want to play Sonic. I don't want to be, uh-huh. like, looking around. Oh. Speaking of Sonic Colors, let's do SNES Revival, our first installment of this. <laughs> because we have a good comparison to make, right? Yeah, I guess uh, <laughs> we got a pretty good game to compare this to. Uh, yeah. So what year does this come out? Ninety four, I believe. So, like I was saying, SNES revival is going to be something we do from time to time here, where we take oh, it was ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah, where we take a more obscure SNES game, uh, at least at the start, from the SNES online app on the Nintendo Switch, and we play it as best as we can, and we come on and we give some thoughts on it ironically we chose jelly boy as the first game for snes revival and i can make so many comparisons to sonic colors because in jelly boy 
you collect power-ups that are timed. There's a little ball thing that rolls up and down the wall. There's a little thing that floats up, a hot air balloon, except you can control it. There's a, a cannon you can turn into. There's a ball you can turn into. I'm like, I just finished Sonic Colors and I'm mad at it, but now I'm playing this game that feels almost like a <laughs> proto-Sonic Colors, even though it was made by EA, you know, in the 90s, and it was PAL <laughs> exclusive. It was European exclusive for oh, a while. I'm, I didn't not... I didn't know this game existed at all. This game... I'd never heard of it. not released on the Switch. I've never heard of it. No one talks about... I hear people talk about... I think there's like an Adams Family game. That um, I know there's so one I, coming I'm, out or out for the PS4 or something. But... Exactly. The whole point is that this is one of those games where I've never heard of it, but it's by EA. Yeah. And that's surprising. Now, Electronic it's Arts. a platformer. Mm-hmm. As most, like, so the most Super Nintendo games, either you're a platformer or or a RPG. Yeah. And you play as Jelly Boy, he can do a little punch move. He can, of course, gain those power-ups, like he said. And basically, you go through a level, you try to find the exit. Pretty simple in concept. The power-ups become crucial to advancement through the level. There's a little bit of puzzle-solving elements there. Sometimes you have to push a block to um, step on uh, so you can avoid some spikes. Or, or defeat enemies with. Sometimes you'll have, like, a there's a maze level where you turn into a little mini version of Jelly Boy and you have to do some setups with switches. There's a level that you played where the lights turn off and you have to, like, deal with the shadows and, like, there might be surprise, you know, enemies or projectiles that come and try to, to damage you. There's stuff like that. It's pretty inventive. I, I, I will give it that mm-hmm. it's pretty inventive for a game mm-hmm. that came out uh, on the SNES. It's got a lot of interesting mechanics to it. And it almost feels like Sega... Like, I'm sure Sega didn't use it as a blueprint for Jelly Boy. But in my headcanon, I'm like, oh, I bet Sega used this as a, as a blueprint for, for Sonic Colors. Because all I could <laughs> keep saying was, this is just like Sonic Colors. Maybe it's because I just played it. But no, no. All these power-ups just remind me of things from Sonic Colors, right down to the time limit. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about the world as as a whole. As, like, it being designed as the level of colors and details. When when you get... A, a, I never really... See, I grew, up with, I grew up with Donkey Kong, so I never really understood people's mentality of, oh, it's such a good-looking game. It's like, oh, yeah, it is a good-looking game. But it's like, don't all, like, SNES games look like this? No, uh, you get something like, uh, like this example is like Prince of Persia on the SNES, Rock, even Rocky Rodent, Donkey Kong, Super uh, Metroid, uh, Super Metroid, where the amount of color and detail that's even added to it, like color is nice, yeah, like the colors and you know so, so many colors, but just like the the you know like the brick texture or the lines and just added detail to make it just not look flat with this game I, there's not a lot of details in that in the type of like uh floor and it's just one solid color so it just looks so flat and like mute yeah um and we played through the first world so it's kind of like designed to look like a toy block thing so you have your basic colors you have your yellows greens reds blues you've got letter blocks and everything there's a few outdoor stages um mm-hmm. i honestly think the most inventive one was that one with the lights that you that you played through when we were when mm-hmm. we were going that through was our run. pretty uh, yeah inventing that was pretty good looked tough but at the same time inspired it reminded me of some of those tropical freeze stages where they turn you into a silhouette and you're playing on a shadow stage um i i enjoyed those in in tropical freeze um another thing to note is that jelly boy himself controls very unwieldy there's a little bit of slip to him it, it I, yeah, it feels like if you take any ice stage of any platform, that's how he feels twenty four seven. At least to me, that's the when I was playing it, that's how I felt he played. I don't know if it's a controller issue or something like that, but that's just how I felt. Because I will like footnote, I have con- some controller drift issues, so that could be a possibility. Well, and at the same time, whenever you turn, the camera pans so mm-hmm. much. To the direction you're facing, to where it's like, mm-hmm. stop, stop, let me think for a second before you pan. But we gotta admit, Jelly Boy has the coolest walk I've ever seen. <laughs> His walk? He has a, a nice a swag to him, I guess you could say. Yeah. He has a nice swag. but He's a confident uh, boy. 
uh, funny that his ducking is actually a duck. When he does a duck, it's an actual duck. I will say that I, I love it. You know, creativity is there. Uh, you know, the, the, the different, but at the same time, it's just sort of like which came first, Yoshi Island or this game? Because in Yoshi Island, Yoshi can transform into things like that, like you know, like a helicopter. A, a, yeah, a, he's got special vehicle transformations. A drill, so, but that's so a Nintendo first-party title. I feel like. You know, Jelly Boy wasn't a first-party title or anything. It was it was on the Genesis as well, I think. But like Yoshi's Island is a big deal. I I, I guess it's it's the colors and not really because it's it's the textures weren't there, so it felt very just flat. Uh, it's hard for no reason. It has a Sonic uh, element to you'll have unlimited hits unless you have zero n- musical notes. Replace rings, musical notes. If you collect them, you're good to go. The second you get hit, you lose them all. But if you at least have one on you, you're fine all the way through. But uh, hit detection is kind of weird on enemies. Some enemies, you have yeah. to time your hits. Some just walk in a straight line. Some of them actually jump around and you know they can get you from the top of your head. Some run faster. Some charge up. Some have projectile attacks. Uh, the biggest, biggest complaint I will say right now, we both agree, is that Oh, oh, wait, there wait, wait. Are... I think this might be what Sonic Colors has over Jelly Boy, if if what I think you're going to say is... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. If you don't collect puzzle pieces in oh. all the worlds, you can't get to the final boss. There is no final boss. You have to collect every... So it's one of those things where it's not one of those, oh, yeah, you just, you know, you collect things, you get a bonus. No, it's you have to collect them in order to unlock the next world. As far as I can tell, you have to get the puzzle pieces because we did not unlock a boss at the end of the world one like we were supposed to. But we d- mm-hmm. also didn't get all the puzzle pieces. That's the only thing I can think of. I looked it up and I can barely find any information on this game, but that's probably it. You probably have to get all the puzzle pieces and I just, I I can't put myself through that. Mm-hmm. I'll be content with world one and I'll say that, well, you know what mm-hmm. Sonic Colors did better? Not having to collect the red rings to get to the boss. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, an example. I guess an example is in Mario. There's the Yoshi coins. Let's yeah. say you're right at the, you see the castle. You know there's like you see mo- like you can see the other worlds. You can see that the, oh there's there's more to this game. But then it, you're about to hit the castle. Like oh sorry Mario, got to go back and collect every single Yoshi coin in every level. And there's five in each of them. Or you know got to collect this certain coin. And there's one in each world, but it's kind of hidden. So you gotta gotta yeah. find it. And is I guess with Mario it wouldn't matter because the controls are fine, but with this game, I just wanted to get I just wanted to finish a level so quick just to yeah. get to the next one. I I feel like Ukulele in the Impossible Layer ha- does this a bit where you ha- you don't have to collect all the the secret coins. I I'm forgetting mm-hmm. what they are on that in every level, but you do have to collect a lot to unlock the next like set of levels and I I really don't like when you have to get the optional collectibles in games to unlock things. So mm-hmm. that's where Jelly Boy kind of falls apart for us. So overall, I'm going to say Jelly Boy was a, a fine and funny experience. But will I ever get to the second world? Probably not. If if I have the time and effort not playing a good game like Ghost of Tsushima and just want to see if I can get to the second world of Jelly Boy, I will try. But no promises made there because... I'm not one of those collect everything if the controls aren't well, and that's my yeah. Main and sometimes I, I even said, if they are, Mario sixty four, I can I can collect all stars, but not not with Jelly Boy. You don't force me to collect this certain item in every level just to get to the final boss fight. It should just be either you don't get the bonus level or you don't get the quote yeah. unquote good ending, which is just an extra cutscene back in those days. So yeah. I don't know. And as a quick bonus to SNES Revival, we did play Magical Drop 2, a game that we tried for like five seconds before it started glitching out on us and freezing and making weird and sounds. Screaming, and, yeah, it started and, screaming yeah. at us. Uh, um, so that's Magical Drop 2, and then a classic game we'll come back to eventually, Super Baseball Simulator 1.000. Oh, uh, that's a childhood yeah. game right there. It's a classic this is the first time I played it. Pretty. I did not know you had powers in that game. I yeah, like a game with powers. Surprise. It has like it's not like a simu. It says simulation, but it has like Hardly. superpowers on it. So. <laughs> Aliens versus Predator Baseball should be based on this game engine. <laughs> Probably, yeah, it should honestly. 
There was an Alien vs. Predator game on the Super Nintendo. I forgot about that. But that's the, the arcade that's game, else. right? Was it the arcade game? I think it was a port of it, I believe. Oh, okay. Unless yeah. it's something else. Yeah, so we played that for a few minutes. Good stuff. I like the powers. That's really all I gotta say about that. It reminds me of an episode of Stardust Crusaders where uh, Jotaro plays basically this game against Darby. And yeah, I like Jojo. <laughs> Uh, I guess I think, if there's any takeaway from this episode, it's that I like JoJo. <laughs> there's any takeaway from this episode is that Jelly Boy is a predecessor to Sonic Colors. That's what. That's the real exactly message about this. Try to tell me otherwise. I'll be like, nope. Look at that power-up where Jelly Boy rolls along the wall and on the ceiling. It's the same thing as the spike power-up in Sonic Colors, and you cannot argue with that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, with that being said, Robert, you'd say we've done an episode? That should wrap up this week. Uh, we know that the PlayStation Showcase happened. will give us our mind-blowing experience next week, but trust us, we at least I know what happened, and we'll, we'll know by the end of the week. We know what yes. happened. If you already know, you'll get an opinion next week. Yeah, looking forward to watching that later on tonight after recording. And so, as usual, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. And listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a good rating review. Subscribe, download an episode. Listen to us wherever you go. We're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. All those links get posted on our Twitter. That is, once again, at Markers on the Map. So, I guess there's not much left to say. Except for what we always say. And that's that the real M&M's kart racing was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.